Latitudinal, Thu, and Malibu Sean. You know that's right. It's season four, episode two of this podcast and of Psych. And I need to pull up the video because it's about to start uh, now. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe, riding shotgun in the blueberry with me as always is my hunking crime, dumps like a truck. Billy, how's it going? Oh, man. Uh, the, the thong, the thong, thong, thong. Uh, <laughs> it is going very well. Did you nail the point? Because I nailed the point. I think I was a smidge early on the point, right, unusual, right, right. right. but I held it. I held right. the point. I actually <laughs> looked this time because that's like. For those of you listening, we, we do the point, like the intro video, which also you'd need to check out on YouTube <laughs> or one of the places we stream. But I, I this time I got it down. So we're getting there. Maybe by like we midway. we last time too. Yeah. Maybe yeah. by like, well, I didn't look. I didn't look. So maybe oh, by like season you. five, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got a couple more seasons to nail it. Uh, but speaking of which, today we are discussing Psych Season 4, Episode 2, He Did. And uh, quick, quick thoughts on this, William. Uh, it is better than I remember. Way better. And it's not that it's better than I remember, although that's exactly what I'm going to say going forward here probably, but there's so many things in this episode that I have said throughout my time, like, uh, how would I put this? Uh, before Psych, so BP, <laughs> and then like a a uh, after Psych, so AP. So AP, there's so many of these lines that i've used and just the I'll, I'll go to it right now the um there's only two billies regular billy and malibu billy you know that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what like, that's fucking amazing like, i love that <laughs> i actually say there's three billies there's regular billy malibu billy and drunk billy and there's come early billy oh no, put the, bump. That, that that he's always early <laughs> on all three counts no this <laughs> see Crack myself up. Right? Sing. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Roasted you, right? Uh, Smoked me. That's right. Uh, so this is an episode that always gets watched because it's sort of, you know, I love the season opener. So, like, mm -hmm. when I'll do a rewatch, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling season four. I'll, I'll put it on British Columbia. And then this one is next. And then I always make sure I stay awake for next week's episode. Um, high noonish, which I love. Mm -hmm. So this is always one that I'm kind of like, ah, whatever. And I could easily like just skip it, but yeah, the remote's probably on the other side of the bed. I don't feel like reaching over for it. So it's like one I've watched a million times but never really loved. And then in the process of rewatching it for this episode, you know, I said to myself several times, I go, this episode's a lot fucking better than I remember. Oh yeah, and and it's it's funny. It's got its great moments. It's got its you know good you know one-liners in there from sean but what i didn't realize and i've been paying attention to this more and more and i specifically wrote down like i time stamped certain things in this episode it's like 38 minutes into the episode billy before we have any idea really what the who the how and the why is like we know what the what we know like you get that right off the bat you know the you know with uh warren clayton um he did dying he did um, but then what this episode does so well is it strings you along and sort of brings you here, brings you there, tells a really good story. And then when it comes to the reveal of this particular episode, not that the reveal was anything flashy, mm. 
But I thought it was a fantastic reveal and a fantastic whodunit. Yeah, I mean, for me, this case wasn't – it was weird because I didn't be like, oh, this is one of the standout cases of all of the cases. Agreed. It did give you a good, like, all right, it's up in the air. Like you said, we don't know till the final four minutes of the show anything, really. Like, we think it could yeah. be Dinah. We think it could be anybody in the family. There's motives. Uh, the place is lousy with motives. Everybody's got a pretty good one. So I was just really impressed watching it back because I watched this a few times. I watched it just before we started, too. There's so many quick, quippy things, and Sean is just like lightning in this episode. Yeah. And there's a little side story that's not that great uh, that I'm sure you'll pick apart because that's what you do best. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't really have any nitpicks yeah. in this episode. And what I forgot and what was one of the real bright spots of this episode was, is again, they nailed the standout guest star. So let's let's get to that. So today, you know, this episode standout guest star is Christine Baranski, who plays Alice Clayton, the, the widower. And uh, you would recognize her from The Good Wife. Uh, she was also in Chicago, Mamma Mia. And ironically, she was on the show Sybil. And we know Sybil Shepard as being, you know, uh, Sean's mom. And I forgot just how perfect she was in this episode. She's a great actress overall. I think uh, she's a 15-time primetime Emmy uh, nominee. Oh, Jesus. Yep. One-time winner. Uh, and it's so weird. Uh, it, it's been probably 20 years since I've seen one of these features. But it was like I had been watching like football on you know YouTube TV, like right here where I'm sitting in my uh, little uh, beat laboratory. And... Um, all of a sudden I go to click on YouTube TV from watching football the previous night. And then there's this weird, like Sunday morning show, like that, like these weird features and it's a feature on fucking her. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and it was like two weeks ago and she had yeah. like this, like, uh, you know, wonderful life, married somebody in show business, had kids the whole nine. But like she is a super talented woman. She's like a comedian and actress and she's, you know, um, She's, as we would say, she's a tough old broad. Like, in, like, and also pick up the pot. I think she died in like 2014, so maybe somewhere around. She's she passed. Yeah. No way. Wait, no, she's... her sp her spouse has passed. That's yeah. Why. I was gonna say she's still right. got a TV show. For I just saw that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's good. That's my she's bad. With us. She's with us. Don't yeah, no yeah, pick up yeah. the pot, Christine Baranski. Her hu her husband's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> He's but, dead. But she, I thought. No, she knock was on what I don't want to kill this lady. Yeah, yeah. Watch her fucking die tomorrow. Jesus, Billy D's fault. But what I loved her, like she just, she just nailed that, uh, that rich, snobby, privileged, you know, character mm -hmm. so well. And what, like, one of the running bits, you know, one of the gags in this particular episode with her, she kept saying the door. The door. And Sean and Gus would just look at each other. She'd be like, the, the door. door. The door. Like she expected them to open the door for her and. And she had some pretty good little zingers in this. And um, I just thought she nailed the part for, again, Psych nailed the casting for this particular character. Oh, yeah. And I, I was just about to say, I, I find it weird that they did a Sunday feature on a woman who was dead. Clearly, she's not dead. But she's <laughs> like, I think Lucille Bluth uh, yes. is the ultimate yes. woman that plays this kind of role. She is the uh, just the, the half step below. They could be sisters on a rest well, of development. Should, they should have been. That would have been the, the perfect casting. They are. Right. Uh, they would have been a great Lucille 1, Lucille 2, and then Lucille 3. It, it would have been funny if, like, Oscar was, like, married oh, yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right? And then have a real, real 
sort of mind fuck with that, but no, she would have she would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on that. I mean, uh, R.I.P. We did lose um, Lucille Bluth. Uh, what's the actress's name? Um, It'll come to me. Yeah, uh, but she was great, uh, and she was awesome as Mallory Archer. But so, anyways, we we digress. So, uh, season four, episode two, psych. He did synopsis. Sean and Gus arrive at the scene on a, uh, of a plane crash in time to find the pilot. Uh, find that the pilot wants the duo to avenge his death, and the two proceed to investigate the man's pretentiously wealthy family. And uh, yeah, they are pretentious. Uh, D-bags, especially the son there, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, he was just a smug little prick. I wanted to, I wanted to punch that that the the actor. I don't you know some I don't know who the actor is, but like he played the, again. He played the character really well. You wanted to jump through the screen and and knock his teeth. He reminded out. me of the model, the blonde model from the um the modeling episode. I forget what it was called. The, oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> the. Uh, uh, where he's texting at the funeral, <laughs> or like, no, he walks up to the cast, he's like, Brendan yeah. Hell, you bitch, or whatever. It is. Yeah, 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 I'll find his name too. Hang on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we get a great cold open, and this is one of one of the better cold opens I like because we see again, we see a, a you know, a, a fun side of Henry, you know, for once. And so, and I thought this whole thing was great with, with Sean coming down the stairs, he's got a thermometer in his mouth, so you, you clearly know he's he's faking sick for something. And fucking Henry looks at the thermometer. It says 150 degrees, and he's like, "Oh, geez, Sean, you know, yeah, you know, I'll give you five, ten minutes tops." You know, the good news is uh, you told us fast enough so that we could try again. Maybe this time we'll have we'll a try daughter. for a girl, right? And then he proceeds to tell Sean, like, basically, you fucking idiot, you stuck this thing in boiling water. What? Why don't you, you know, try something else? Although one thing I didn't get is Henry said, like, stick it behind the television. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, hot it's, back I mean, an old, an old television, yeah, yeah. But uh, so he's like giving shots. It's like if you want to you fool me, do a better job at it. And they say, like, why don't you want to go to Jimmy's house for the barbecue? And he's like, uh, because they, they they eat weird food. You know, they they don't eat meat. You mean a vegetarian? No, I think it's vegan. And then you get Henry going. And Henry's oh, like, yeah, I think I got what you got. Yeah. So I just thought that that was a, that was a fun uh, cold open there and. I'm pretty sure that's all the Henry we got, right? Yeah, he wasn't really injected yeah. much last. He wasn't really too much. Like, it was pretty much a Sean and Gus episode. Oh, no, we got Henry on the uh, little Abigail stuff. Oh, right, Very right, quickly. Right, right, it was right, actually right. a nice, sweet ending to the uh, to the show, too, as well. By the way, the guy's name, the model, one of the all-time names, Hassan Fever. Yeah, Hassan Fever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, well, Hassan Fever. it's like you're trying to remember someone's name, and you can't quite remember. You're just like, oh, hey, Hassan Fever. Hassan Fever. <laughs> So yeah, as I said, you know, to start, this was this was much better uh, than I remember, and I and I gave it credit for, and I I agree with you, Billy. Where, yeah, like the 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 overall you know plot wasn't like the best one that Psych had, but I thought just the way it played out, the way they wrote mm-hmm. it, and the way they gave you the clues and bits, you know, it wasn't like wild goose chase after wild goose chase and it and it didn't feel rushed either it like it, it really felt like it was paced perfectly so you got the vital information exactly when you needed it and then it wrapped up great and then it, it really allowed for some good comedy mm-hmm. uh to shine through yeah it wasn't a goose chase it was more like a lamb chase luckily it wasn't an alpaca because those <laughs> things can move but yeah it was one of those things where you had uh, fun along the way kind of kept the mystery and i i just can't tell you like how many lines from this 
every scene Sean had, and that's why I really like Psych, and I've also been watching The Afterlife. Uh, and I think both of these shows that are completely different do a really good job of making a joke or saying a thing that's been the theme of it has been done before, but presenting it in a new way. And there are so many like little jokes in this. And I'll just, I, I don't even know if you had it in there. Uh, I, I, I try to do the F um, command F to find the stuff, but the, um, you know, do you believe in karma? Well, that's only because we are karma chameleons. Yeah. We come and go. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a fucking brilliant joke. Yeah. And I, so when I was putting when I was putting these notes together the other night, I told you I said notes. And I was like, it was doing it sort of late at night, and I was like in my head going, I hope these notes make sense because I think I was like nodding off at certain points when I was typing up. And I remember that being one that I thought I had put in there and I wanted to put in there because that's just, you know, I love that line and it was it was a great joke. And one of the things I love, it's a little, it's like they 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 do gags so well. Like one of my you know you know favorite bits you you see you've seen it all over the place like. You know the, the 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 poor schlubs running from the rich person's house, being chased mm -hmm. by dogs. Oh, yeah. right? You see it in The Simpsons, right? You know, Smith has released the hounds, and you know, and, and it's been done a lot. And I just thought it was done great, not once but twice. Mm -hmm. You know, in this particular episode. So those are those are the things that I love. That it's it's the attention to detail, right? That I think Psych does well. I think it's what they have to do well, right? And I think it's why they survived eight seasons is because they paid attention to detail their their timing on these bits are always great and i thought in this particular episode while you may remember more lines from this one than i do like this there's, there's certain episodes where you know it's one line boom and it just makes me think of that particular episode i don't really have that here but that's one of those gags that like as i was watching i'm gonna mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna remember this episode for that yeah, and one other quick one because I, I don't think this is in there, but I have to get it out, and I've used this, and now I I, I use it less because it's probably not PC or eco friendly. <laughs> but like, if somebody calls you out for littering, you just say, you know what they say about a guy with a large carbon footprint, right? <laughs> what a fucking line! Like, yeah. what a fuck! That is brilliant. Yeah. You can still use that line. That line eh, still works. It's there, right, it's the right situation. I can say it in front of you guys. Right, but there, I've definitely noticed that, like, you know, rewatching it for the show, like. They make a, quite a few jokes that you you just you wouldn't hear on TV today. Like same thing with The Office, right? Like some of these shows that were like early mid two thousands, mm. you know, just you know they're and they're not like you know terrible or like over the top. They're just but they're like yeah yeah you can't do that anymore kind of thing. So um, Sykes definitely you know guilty of a few of those. But you know again like I, I thought the pacing of the show was great. I think I probably liked the overall story a little bit better than you. Uh, mm -hmm. and I, I don't think either of us really disliked it, but like it never felt like a slog, which was great. I thought the storytelling was great, and I and I loved how like it really like it was that it was the end. It was like a good episode of like you know I'm gonna really date myself and sound like an old, but this is just fond memories I have you know with my grandparents being at their house. It's like watching a murder she wrote or watching oh, a Columbo, right? Hundred percent. I would watch murder she wrote with my grandparents every time they babysat me on the weekends. Right. And it's a fantastic show. Yeah. I mean, a lot of murders happening in that small little town for <laughs> what's right. her name to solve. But you're right. It was a, a slower paced crime. You get the murder right off the bat. It wasn't it didn't have like a law and order type of feel like some of these usually have. This was more of like a a small town investigator type thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and so 
it was, you know, so the, the premise of the episode, right, is you have a, a, a wealthy, you know, uh, you know, hedge fund manager um, is found dead or he's found dying by Sean and Gus. His, his small plane had crashed in the woods. And I love this, too. It's like this big search and rescue thing. And you got Lassie and Jules and the whole squad. They got their helmets on. They're riding the ATVs. And, you know, Lassie's being, you know, cocky, arrogant Lassie's like, yeah, good luck finding him, guys, right? You use your psychic, you know, abilities to, you know, do this. And Sean pulls out this map. It's like his dad's, like, hunting map or some shit like that. And it's got all these Woodsman awesome- Club. Right? Woodsman Club. It's got all these shortcuts that they've all made, you know, in the woods. And they find him. And <laughs> there's a great little bit of comedy in a scene where a man is dying, where he's sort of giving Sean his, his last, uh, you know, you know, words and, and sort of wishes where he says, you know, find my murderer, trying to make amends for my family, Waterloo. So these are things that Sean can use when he has a psychic vision He's later. He's an ABBA fan. Right. <laughs> and that, that's great. And then you got Gus trying to get some last minute financial fucking tips from the guy. And I thought that was friggin' hysterical. Yeah, what um <laughs> what, what what market sectors do you see outperforming next yeah, year? Right. So I thought this was like a good like a, a great little scene because it, it it gave the the episode great intrigue and like I said I won't I can't harp on this enough the fact that we went like a lot of times it's like you know who it is right off the bat but the the ride is still fun and how it all comes together like again like with this it's the thirty eight minute mark before we know mm-hmm. anything like concrete and so I thought this provided the episode with some good intrigue because you've got Sean trying to the entire episode you know, try and solve this man's last wishes and trying to, you know, figure it out. And like there was something there, you know, I think that was important for Sean. Cause I remember like, you know, I think, I think he said something to Sean, like, you know, how's your relationship with your father or something like that. Uh, but, uh, fathers are complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that, you know, it harped on that a bit and we, and that was a little bit of the side story and I anticipated you coming at me saying I, I was going to hate it. And the only thing I, I disliked it, we'll get to it in, in a little bit. When I just thought Abigail was being a little pushy, but the scene with Sean and his and Henry and Abigail, and then again later with Sean and Henry, I thought I thought was great. I I enjoyed that because again it's <laughs> three pretty... two one. You're dead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was there was again some more like just some subtle character building, some more depth to these characters, you know, which is great. And so, you know, you get you get the Warrens. They want to hire Sean and Gus. Uh, you know, to solve the case because they feel the cops are, uh, you know, incompetent. Why don't you go you spend the taxpayers' money on some social program? Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a great line. And, I, you know, I just – what was great about it, too, was that there was a lot of possible motives in this episode. Oh, right? yeah. And and so it wasn't wild. It wasn't like Sean just, you know, having these you know, crazy hunches. Basically, you had the possibility of an affair. You had a possibility, uh, a few affairs. You had the possibility of, you know, hustling buddies out of money. Maybe there's a revenge motive to it. Well, this Uh, guy's Bernie Madoff, right? That's the, that's the angle that they're going for. That's that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, You know, there's uh, an extortion potential, right? So there's like four or five, you know, different, like. Even Garvin could be pissed that like his dad uh, (laughs) is pulling all of his uh, tiger funding. Yeah, so that was great because those are all very plausible, very mm-hmm. real life things. And it turns out this guy, you know, they 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 did the whole Bernie Madoff thing, but they did it so it wasn't on the nose. Mm-hmm. And um, I I thought when they introduced, you know, the golfing buddies, 
uh, and the money aspect of it. And it might, I thought that was perfect timing because it wasn't too early in the episode and it wasn't too late where it felt rushed. Again, I, I, I will talk about this all night. I just thought that that yeah. aspect of it was great. Yeah, Sean and Gus always feel at home on the golf course, whether it's yeah. uh, golfing with Jules's dad or uh, going after, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, uh, there's something about Mira. Yeah, the boyfriend. Oh, uh, Han, Jan? Han, Jan, Jan, Jan. soft J. <laughs> Jan. Jan. So I just, um, you know, I, you know, again, the way when they introduced the characters, too, because there's some mm-hmm. characters we didn't get introduced to until halfway through. And you're thinking, OK, usually when they introduce a new character, oh, that's the person. Not in this case. No, it wasn't. They tried it. Well, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, because when they introduce Nina, they also briefly introduce the um, the husband there. But what I did like, too, is, you know, they they do some good old fashioned snoop and they go, they get a a flying lesson that Gus is really all about. They get some good info there. Uh, You know, they're living the lifestyle of the richest famous. Like you just get so many good little, you know, um, altimeter altimeter (laughs) there's a lot of good yeah there's a ton of good psychisms just littered throughout this thing yeah yeah the way you know the the because again it's the little things especially in this episode that i thought they did well and so you know like you know he's spotting the clues all over the place you know the um the pendant on the um uh on the uh um maid's uh, necklace right you know mm-hmm. gives him some information about you know um you know the husband uh i loved you know the fact that the wife like they mentioned early on like the wife called him clay she said i'm the only one who calls him that that's my pet name for him mm-hmm. and then so later on in the episode we get introduced to a new character who is you know running this environmental you know um non-profit company Nina. and and you don't know you just you know all you know from her is that, you know, Clayton had visited her. Maybe she's a potential another mistress and he's trying to set things right. Maybe she's extorting him or there's some blackmail or, or whatnot. Um, but in the process of Sean, you know, um, uh, you know, interviewing her and snooping around in you know, her place is that she you know, she refers to, uh, you know, Clayton also as Clay. And I just thought that was a great, subtle little thing, mm-hmm. like perfectly yeah. timed great little clue it kind of really helped tie everything together you know because they were able to 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 find her through the whole um plane thing because we learned that you know one of one of the things that this guy was good at was uh, golf and hustling his buddies on the golf course and and i loved that he hustled some guy out of his airplane private plane yeah sometimes yeah. you play for uh real stakes yeah and and i thought that was great too because like oh maybe this guy killed him because he hustled him out of a shit ton of money and a fucking airplane and uh, so, like, you know, we'll get to it in favorite moments because that's one of my favorite scenes in this episode. But again, you know, it was it was just the way Sean came about the clues. Uh, you know, this leading to that, like, it all made perfect sense along the way. Yeah, and you have it in the quotes: "The note to self: Be rich one day." But he also yeah. does the note to self when he's trying to get Gus to remember the address for him, and he goes, "Oh, yeah. 13, 13 Mockingbird Lane," yeah, and he's like, "No, it's, yeah, no, it's whatever <laughs> you just said." I guess that note to self did work then. Yeah, right. You can't give you a note know. to yourself to someone else. It's a note to yourself. <laughs> Which is classic, you know, uh Sean and Gus. And and I love that Sean kept calling it a Fonzie scheme. Yeah, I will not yeah. let you <laughs> dump on Henry Winkler. Right. It's alleged it's, Fonzie yeah. scheme. <laughs> 
so we had all these all these great angles. So you've got this rich guy dying in an airplane. You know, Sean is is hell bent. You know, I, I love and I also too like when when Sean is like when he's on a crusade, you know, about something in particular. So he was on he was on a crusade about this. You know, he connected to you know, to the father you know relationship here with Clay somehow, and so like for some reason I should say, and he was hell bent on and and and. <laughs> Quick aside, one of the other gags I loved is that every time Sean told the story about him fighting, you know, holding this dead body in his arms, and it's a little more dramatic every time. It's a big fish story, and I love it, and I especially love when he's when he's telling it to Abigail. Um, but I just, oh, I lost my oh, so like you got the rich man, you got the plane crash, and then you get introduced to uh, the the family, you get introduced to the golfing buddies, the financial buddies, you get introduced to you know this this woman uh, who's very mysterious. You don't know who she is. She's she also calls him you know by his pet name. And when we get to the reveal, um, I I just thought this was great because like I didn't see it coming the first time. Did you? No, because I think you probably think it's the golf buddy because yeah. he's got the best motive out of anybody. And then though... he, and then you find him dead. Oh yeah, he smoked in the head with a golf club. Yeah. So then you know you're thrown off the scent a little bit. And at that point, I had no clue who it would be because you don't really get Nina's boyfriend or husband's motive because you have no idea what the motive would be. I mean, you know that Clayton was thinking about giving money and she said no, but you don't know that that would motivate the husband. So right. it is kind of like an out of nowhere, but Sean is able to deduce it himself. Yeah, we don't even know who Nina is really no. until the well, end. No, you know it a little bit earlier because she gets pegged as a suspect by Sean and Gus in like the middle part. Well, so so here's the thing, which and like she this. shows up to the will reading and they arrest her. Right, but that's at like the 35 minute mark. I mean, that's, is it really? Yeah, yeah. So you know that that again, that's what I like because one of the great things that they did too in this episode was that you know early on, you know, uh, you know Alice, um, you know uh, Clayton. Invite Sean and Gus to their house. Uh, they're, they're there thinking they're going to snoop around and do what they do. She's expecting them to have a psychic vision and reveal mm -hmm. what happened. And he's like, well, it's not kind of how this works. And she's like, all right, well, then get the fuck out, right? And the son's calling him a fraud. And so he has this psychic vision, right? He does this you know, thing where he's like, well, you, ma'am, have been having an affair with your tennis coach. Mm -hmm. And the son's like, ew, gross. Is that why you've been wearing so many sexy tennis outfits lately? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then he, you know, to the maid, he's like, you've been having uh, an affair with Clayton. That's why you pray to the patron saint. The Win -win. dirty, filthy, the dirty, filthy saint. Yeah, right. Which was, which was great. So like Sean, you know, proves, you know, and you know, that he, you know, he really is quote unquote psychic and, you know, and they haven't even had their foie gras yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes on about discretion and then Sean goes, and I'm going to prove that one of you is the murderer, mm -hmm. right? So, like, implying that it's it's family. And then, so then, you know, she, they throw them out. The dogs could chase them. And then when we finally get introduced to Nina, and uh, we still don't know her exact relationship, but, like, what, what Sean has figured out goes, well, he like you said, he figured out the part that, you know, Clayton was going to, you know, leave them a large sum of money. They had They had a falling out. And then when they show up to the will reading, you know, Sean explains, he goes, it's so-and-so. And then she shows up and Sean's like, that's kind of weird that the, that 
the suspect is showing up to the will reading mm-hmm. and we find out that she's actually their estranged daughter. And I, I, I thought like, okay, where oh, now where are we going with this? Cause she doesn't strike you as a killer. No, 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 no. Um, not at all. And I forget, how does he actually deduce that it's the husband? Um, he deduces it's, oh, sh- it's, it's a, cause good... he has the uh, opportunity with the altimeter, right? Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. So, you know, one of the things that Sean noticed early on in the episode was that the instrumentation in the airplane had been fucked with. And when they went to the airport, you know, so, you know, Gus could have a flying lesson and Sean could snoop around. You know, he saw that, you know, you know there was um, the flight logs had been altered. That's mm-hmm. what led them to the nonprofit. And he had seen a picture of Nina's husband, who was also a pilot. Mm-hmm. Like he was it was a picture of him wearing pilot wings. And um, he had been shredding all this paper, like Sean had seen him shredding all this paper. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Right. And so when they were at the um, the crime scene with the golfing buddy, when he was dead, um, Sean had there was that uh, uh, that case file. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called with all the financial stuff. The dossier. That, no. the, not not dossier. It was something. And that's when they figured out that you know um, that uh, Clayton was going to leave them a ton of money, but had had had. Um, because he was going to, he hadn't had a chance to um, reverse the will yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when he sort of put it together with the shredded paper, the husband acting a little shady. The fact that he was also a pilot means that he could have screwed with the instrumentation. And that's how it all came together. The altimeter. The altimeter, the all-timer. Um, so I thought it was a good who, how, why, you know, it was a pretty good who done. I, I made a note yet, the reveal. Right at the 38 minute mark, literally had no clue up until this point, you know, uh, you know, what was going on and what was happening as Billy smokes his mic. <laughs> so um, any overall thoughts before we, we, we jump into some of the meat here, Billy? No, I did love the uh, we only hide three things. With yes. The legitimate ch- ch- uh, large amounts of money, illegitimate children and the fact that we're Jewish. Yeah, I thought that was great. Like, again, she played that role. Oh, beautifully. Uh, perfectly. So let's let's jump into some Thundercats. Ho, baby. Ho. Ho. And so I, I've got a few here, and, and, I, and uh, they're all great. And one of them is kind of silly, mm. but I love the fact that Gus was obsessed with bears in this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, he um, he always thinks it's going to be a bear. What was the, like, Um, it's never going to be Bigfoot? Is that the, uh, is that the UFO one? I think so, yeah. Right, which... Is that this season or is that next season? With Freddie Prince might be Jr. next season. Yeah, that's another great one. Uh, but like, because they're in the woods, so Gus is like afraid of bears, and he keeps saying like, "Oh, the kill is a bear," and then they hear a weird noise. They think it's a bear. They're just running and slapping each other with sticks. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, for some reason that that visual um, just cracked me up. And then uh, the, one of the first scenes we get, Billy, is the is the uh, police station scene where we first meet Alice. Oh, she's great. She controls the scene. Like you said, she undresses everybody with the social programs. And, yeah. you know, you're not limited by a police budget. And this is where that they get into the, the little list that you wrote down. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, she you know, she wants to hire Sean and Gus. And like you said, she says, you're no longer bound to the limit, you know, the the small, you know, whatever. um uh oh god damn it resources that the police station can offer you mm-hmm. and so if she asked him what resources will you need and sean's caught off guard here and i loved it he said and he goes uh, a case of red vines individually wrapped a mini fridge filled with cactus cooler 
and a ShamWow. And then Gus asks for a new laptop, and then he says one that could be made completely of red vines. Yes, <laughs> which I love a good red vine, but give me the goddamn mini fridge full of cactus cooler. All yeah, day. but yeah. also give me Twizzlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, twiz- Twizzlers are fine. I couldn't eat a shit ton of Twizzlers at once. What's the difference between Twizzlers and red vines, then? I want to say it's... Is it the consistency it's of It's either the... a texture thing or it's simply a brand thing. I think it is a little bit different. I think I'm, maybe I'm thinking of the, the ropes that are a little different. Twizzle ropes, maybe the ropes, because they're 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 a little more um, leathery, isn't the word? But yeah. they have sort of that texture, more of it's like a fruit by the foot, yeah, yeah, yeah. type texture to somewhere it. But, in between there. But I think a red vine and a Twizzler, really, the only difference it's a brand name. It's you know Kleenex versus you know whatever the other brand might be i wonder if it's a north shore thing because in every tv show they reference red vines hmm we're gonna have to look this up we're gonna have to get <laughs> Bert's in the chat get to the bottom of this after you're done cooking your steak <laughs> um there's another thing in here that i absolutely loved it was a simple it was like uh, just a simple little thing and when they're in the office at the psych office gus is sitting at his desk and sean again is you know telling this big fish story to Abigail about, you know, fighting Warren Clayton's body um, in the, uh, in the plane. And, you know, when, when Abigail then mentioned she wants to meet um, Henry, oh Henry, right. The giggle that Gus gives here was fucking tremendous. <laughs> it was a very subtle little thing, but he's just sort of working on his computer. And she says, when can I meet your dad? And he gives this giggle that just cracks me up. He's like the Pillsbury Doughboy almost. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, how about you? What's some? Uh, what are some of your uh, favorite moments? I think we pretty much covered it. Like the um, the all the scenes with him and giving like the the, the large carbon pr- footprint thing. That app, like that whole thing with Nina, where he's yeah. drinking the water bottles and oh, he's just <laughs> untwisting them every time because he forgets. Yeah, uh, and he's playing like uh, you know. Uh, paper basketball. <laughs> He's like, yeah. how many rules are there in recycling? You can't throw away food. It's really just that one. Right, right. Because right. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to get canceled here, but you know, I personally think recycling might be a scam. I don't know. It all goes um, to the same place. I've seen the uh, trucks. They all go to the same place. They all go to the same place. But my main thing is, I've heard from the internet that I think if uh, like ninety percent of the world's pollution comes from big corporations, so even if we all recycle to the hilt, it's not going to do anything. Right. Big, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to go on about, you know, that's, that's as far as I'll go into it. But somebody yeah. once told me that stuff and I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah. I'll, why I'll not? be an anti I recycle anyways. I'm not, it's not like I'm not recycling, but like, I'm always like, this is making a difference. I mean, I separate them, you know, where yeah. it goes after that. It's anyone's guess, but that's, that's, that's neither <laughs> here nor. I loved when they were at the Clinton estate for the first time and they're just sort of like looking at everything. And there's like, you know, these big expensive, like, just you know, grotesque looking, you know, statues and knickknacks all over the place. And there's this weird sort of it looks like um like it's like a little bulb, like it looks like one of those suckers you use to like get snots out of like oh, yeah, the kids' nose. ears. Yeah, or the kids' ears or whatever. And then Sean like leans on it, it breaks. And there's <laughs> just like 20 seconds of him trying to just balance it and prop it back up. Um, you know, I thought you know, Clayton's son, I mean, again, it was well cast, he was a real smug prick here. Um, <laughs> this I love this line here by Sean. He goes, "No, don't mind him. He's allergic to rich white people." No, oh, hilarious. Oh, we we already talked about Saint Winwin, right? <laughs> it's yep. the patron saint of dirty, filthy lovers in the night. Um, 
And then, so I, I mean, I, there was some great comedy there. Um, we get a little dust in the wind reference, which I thought was, was great. Um, and then Gus with the flying lessons. Oh, the flying lessons is great. I'm ready for my lesson. You just had it. I'm ready for my lesson. I don't know if I would be able to go up in a small pop, like other than like the uh, little ones you go on from like, say Florida to like a tropical Island. Yeah. I don't know if I could go up in like a two person plane. I've done that. Uh, You've done that. I've done that a little bit bigger than just the two person. Um, but in Newburyport down by Plum Island, there's a little airfield there and they do like scenic tours, like, you know, for, you know, uh, tourists and stuff like that. And for some reason, um, you know, an uncle or someone say, oh, let's let's do it. Right. And so you go up there, and you, you fly around and and whatnot. So scared the fuck. How many people were on me. the plane? I think just three of us. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I can do a helicopter either. Oh God! No, I'll never get in a helicopter or hot, no. fuck hot air balloon, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel hot air balloons slightly safer. Yeah, no, it's a balloon. I mean, actually, you know what? Fire and air and like a, a thin yeah. piece of whatever. Yeah. You know what? Maybe big planes. Big planes. I'll yeah, take big planes. I, I like the. I have to keep my feet firmly planted <laughs> on the ground. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I, was, I remember that being scary as shit. And so, but it was just funny because. Again, it's just one of those things like Sean ropes Gus into doing something and just the look on his face. Oh, I'm ready great. for my flight now. <laughs> I'm ready for my flight now. And like maybe they did it a beat too long, but I still thought it was like it was done. Yeah, really the second well. one was a little unnecessary, but you know, it wasn't bad. Uh so least favorable moments. I know you're gonna like you're I'm ready jump to jump all over me on this. You're ready to jump all over <laughs> me. And you know, I, you know. Despite this not being one of my favorite episodes, I really didn't have any. I just thought Abigail was just overstepping a little bit. You know, see, I agree with you completely because one, this is the third time we've seen Abigail. Yep. Right. Yep. We see her in the Mueller. Anyone Mueller? We see her in the season finale, and then she's referenced in the season premiere. Right. And we don't we know her. that this is in her character at all. Right. They say it, but it's never really established. Right. And so, like, but, for her to do this, I'm just like, well, let's, like, build it up for one more episode of her kind of being all over it. Because she doesn't seem like this kind of person anyways. And what if you were on a date, William, you with a, with a nice, a nice you know, young lady and, you know, you, you just – things are moving the way they're moving. But she decides with, without really letting you know that she's just going to go up and have dinner with your father. I mean, that How, would be her mistake. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it would be – she'd be gone. Instantly. Right. Yeah. See ya. It's a, right. It's a. It's a little. It's a little pushy. Now I'm gonna give her a pass because she's cute to the button. But I thought it was a little aggressive on her part. She was overstepping. Right. Overstepping just a smidge. But it actually did give us a a nice little scene between the three of them, where you see this. You see two grown men who don't know how to communicate with each other. Gashawn is being. Um, He's being a brat about it, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. And and Henry's just a, a stubborn old man who can't get past himself to just look at something and I tell tell him he loves him, right? So like, there's that relationship that you always have between Sean and Henry that we they break through every now and then. Mm -hmm. And and I and I loved you know how Sean was like you know if I was you know guts are here there there and you had 15 seconds to say one thing what would you and Henry's just kind of bumbling stumbling around it like it was a good little scene and then it paid off at the end. Um, well, it doesn't pay off at the end, which is even better. Because well, Sean walks out and he goes, I'd want to tell you that I loved you. And I like that. Like, that's a perfectly done scene. 
Right, and that and that's and that's what I mean for like the pale. Like it mm-hmm. worked for that scene like really well. And so like again, some good character building, some good depth for those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, favorite character? I mean, it's a no brainer for this one, Billy. Who you got? I mean, Sean. He was yeah. quippy. He was quick. He had literally lines that I will still I will use forever. I mean, I've never been perfectly set up with the Karma Chameleon line, but yeah. trust me, if it's if it's in the ballpark, I'll be able to hit it. And the large carbon footprint and the Malibu Sean and the everyday Sean is one of my favorite lines. Plus there's so many other little ones in every beginning, like start to a scene or end to a scene. There's a lot of like him and Gus doing some exposition right before they go in to talk to somebody in this, whether it's the family, whether it's Nina and it's a good kind of way to get out some, you know, plot devices, but also, there's such great writing going on that they kind of sprinkle it in. You don't even really know that they're just a big expedition dump about like all the stuff that they did off camera to find out who these people are. Right. And what I love too, is right in the beginning, we, we get like a line that I think is like the epitome of like the character, like of who Sean is when he's, you know, telling Gus about this map that he has. And he goes, Oh, this isn't your standard map, you know, with large words, like longitudinal. (laughs) And then that little pause or East, (laughs) And like that is like just perfect. Like that is spot on Sean Spencer, you know, to a T because it is something so simple and so silly and so obvious, you know, that he would, you know, he would, you know, lump the word East, you know, with a large sort of word. So I thought that was great. Uh, One line that I loved, and this was from, um, uh, well, uh, Alice Clayton, where she goes, I pay for results, Mr. Spencer. My chin is proof of that. Yep. I thought that was great. Um, oh, yeah. Ew, is that why you have so many practices at night or why you have so many naughty tennis outfits? Like, there was, like, some of these lines that, like, aren't, like, inherently funny, but, like, in the context of the scene, they make me giggle every time. Oh, absolutely. Um, a very, like we said, very um, Lucille Bluth, Jessica yeah. Walter. Jessica Walter, Bye yes. I can't believe I spaced on her name earlier. You see it uh, all the time in the Archer credits, too. Yeah, right. Do 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 do. Anyways, um, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> if I had a soundboard, that would be a clip. Do, 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 do. Uh, anyways, when you get Sean and Gus, they're at the um, they're at the uh, golf club, and uh, Sean, Sean says, "If I was born into a membership like this, I'd have to cancel my membership on the accounts of them letting in people like me." Yep, <laughs> I thought I thought that was a great line. Um, uh, what did he do? Fire a weapon? Bait a hook? That was in reference to uh, <laughs> for Henry, meaning uh, yeah. Abigail. You <laughs> see, he was so mortified that she was, you know, uh, again, she had overstepped and was having, you know, uh, she was at Henry's house, and he's like, "Oh my God, what did he do? Did he fire a weapon? Did he bait a hook?" And those are things, a hundred percent, Henry. You picture Henry. Oh, the Joe. baiting a hook is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's a great line. Oh, and then Henry had a great line here. Where, um, you know, Abby sort of, you know, Abigail sort of saying to Sean, she's like, why oh, did you take up. the, what? Oh, when he's like, Abigail, pull my finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she's like, why didn't you become a detective, Sean? And and uh, <laughs> fucking Henry goes, I trained him to be a real, uh, see, this is this is right here. This is where I was sort of dozing off and put the wrong word. So I trained him to be a real detective. Instead, he chose to be a professional ass wipe. Well, dad, the wipe doesn't fall far from the ass. And a little peek behind the curtains in my notes, I wrote, I trained him to be a real gentleman. So I don't know where the <laughs> fuck my mind was at. 
And then, you know, regular Sean and Malibu Sean. I mean, that's that, that's classic stuff. So, again, like the one-liners, they, they weren't like, you know, all-timers or like laugh-out-loud knee-slappers like, you know, we got some other episodes. But, like, in the context of this episode and when you get them and the delivery of them, I, it really added to it. I, again, overall, much better episode than I recall. No, 100%. And yeah. uh, like I said, once I remembered the lines that went with this episode, I was like, okay, yeah, this one, yeah. maybe not the greatest overall episode, but there was so much in there. And I think we're uh, heading on to the creamy, uh, the creamy, the, <laughs> the creamy sickle. Yeah. I didn't get to take us through our process. So we've already hit the hollow <laughs> right. and now the cream sickle. Yes. The, or the creamy sickle. We know where the Billy's creamy sickle, Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So we had some good running gags. Uh, we got a pineapple here um, where it was actually, you know, sliced and displayed on one of the buffet tables at the clubhouse. I did catch that. Uh, we got a good Gus Don't Be a. Is it Gus mm-hmm. Don't Be a principal and interest? That's a great one. That might be one of the ones that make the most sense. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to rank the Gus Don't Be as maybe in this uh, in season four uh, recap. Uh, what do we get for a nickname in this one, William? Uh, and this is one of my favorites when he gets when Jet when he gets involved when he does jazz hands and he does the jazz hands <laughs> that and I think it's Imhote he cometh in peace where he does the cometh in peace face yep. <laughs> hilarious control alt delete which I think yep. is the same episode is it? I think it is I think it is it's yeah, your I favorite it. episode it's the two uh, old raisins I oh I love we gotta be the same same fruit, fruit. <laughs> I do love a good grapple down. <laughs> Did you just throw a loafer? Kind of <laughs> it was a magnetic slip on. <laughs> I know my loafer, Sean. I won't apologize. For I can't it. wait. Uh, Viagra Falls. Oh, uh, that is that is one of the all timers. Um, no, I've heard it both ways in this episode. No, uh, but we got a nice. Uh, we got a couple <laughs> of good mispronunciations, right? Oh yeah, Aurora. <laughs> yeah, instead of saying Aura, Aurora, Aurora, and then the 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 all timer, the all the all uh, altimeter, 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 uh, altimeter. So. Uh, you know, some good running gags. Um, Henry Father of the Year moment um, where he kind of tries to tell Sean that he loves him. I thought mm-hmm. that was a good little scene. Uh, and then in the cold open, right, where he started saying, like, kid, if you're going to fake sick, right, do it, do right. it, do right. it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I forgot to write down what next week's episode is, but I believe, William, come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, uh, son. That would be season four, episode three, High Nudish. Yes. Which again, back to back episodes with back to back stellar guest appearances where we get uh James Brolin in this. Oh one. my god, kills it! And it's a lassie heavy episode, lassie heavy episode, which I love. And we get one of my all time favorite lines in Psych, where uh, there's a scene where um, Josh Brolin's uh, James Brolin's character um, needs some <laughs> medical attention. And instead of anesthetic, he tells Gus to bite down on his big toe. <laughs> and, and to go along with that, we also get stinky feet. Yes, yes. So we got an all-timer coming up next week. I can't wait because this one will definitely – High Noonish will definitely rank near the top uh, of season four when we get to you know when we get to the recap of it. I, this is a, an episode that I've watched a zillion times, uh, and it's just – you want to talk give about... your rating, Doc? Oh, yeah. Jesus. We're going out of pineapples here. So I give this one a 6.9. Nice. I give it a 6.5. Uh, I think you liked it on rewatch. Uh, I had like a, a lower 
output on this one always just because it wasn't my favorite case. Yeah. But maybe I'll knock it up a couple of points. Maybe I'll give it a 6.6 just because I'm telling you, like some of these lines are. Some of the lines, the performance, um, you know, Mrs. You know, Mrs. Clayton. And um, again, I think I think what really, really did it for me was the fact I just the pacing of this episode was, I think, as good as it gets in terms of like, okay, we it's not an over the top silly case. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't feel rushed at the end like some of them can sometimes do. It was just. Boom! They 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 hit their marks, and like it's not into the sevens, uh, you know, with some of the with the great episodes, but like it's a tier below, and I thought and I and I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I mean, we could pretty much go on a one to two rating scale the way we do. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. But, yeah. Do we like uh, it or no? Yeah. It would all be yes. <laughs> so, Billy, where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us just about anywhere, but check the hashtag Dork Shared Universe facebook page you can find all of the podcasts there at least you know something from them that'll take you to the other podcasting <laughs> platforms like mac and goo dork change my mind pcp tldr pineapple boys which is us i've heard it both ways and i believe there's the streamers you back cracker shine time and davy is exclusively on twitch i think that's everything I believe so. What's the next uh, Marvel show going to be? Moon Knight. We got a name for that yet? Oh, I don't know if they're doing one for Moon Knight. I hope so. Oh, God, I hope so. Men on Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Right? Moon Knight Madness. Moon Faces Ooh. on Moon Knight. Moon Knight Madness might be a good one. That's not bad. I like that. Right? A Moon right? Knight podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. So until next week, Belly, wait for it. Frank says hi. It's fucking taking.